Guys, it's Gemini season. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, it's Gemini season. Welcome back to our podcast. My birthday in nine days. Um, yes, Gemini season has finally approached us. Per. And um, it's the best time of the year. Like the flowers are blooming. It's warm. You can fix your face because it really is the best time <laughs> of the year. Nobody wants to be out in the cold in the winter with you sages. But <laughs> true, it is cold. See, I know it's okay. It's okay to love us. Everybody I do has, like Gemini's. Everybody else is just haters. Just kind of, you know. <sighs> but yeah, guys, welcome back. How you I, been? I know. Welcome back. I feel like spring is upon us. I feel like outside is calling my name. It's open. You know. I don't know. I feel like it's really, it's really about that time. It's hookah season. It is hookah it's, season. It's hard seltzer season. No, spike seltzer or hard seltzer? It's the same thing. I think it's the same. It's oh. spike seltzer season, hard seltzer season. Right. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> it's also May. And in the month of May, we celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month to bring awareness to mental health. As well as Haitian Heritage Month. Shout out to all my Zoves. Right. This is our month. I can't believe, like, first of all, I feel like May went by really fast. Like, it's really about to be yeah. May 18th. But wow, like, I just, May is just such a nice month. I feel like it's always about, like, change and, like, people accomplishing and celebrating their accomplishments. Yeah, it's graduation season. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, but you know, for today's topic, we're going to be talking about emotional availability. Mm, yeah. Um, and with with what you call it, pertaining to dating, relationships, as far as romantic and non romantic, so platonic, your friends too, because it's an important factor of healthy relationships. It is. Um, but I'm going to read off a definition that Sage and I got from one of our friends. <laughs> right <laughs> for emotional what did you say emotional um availability so what he said was it's to be aware of not only your feelings and emotions but as well as the other person or people that you are engaging with mm -hmm. and he said that he this became like a thing for him or started to become something that he found important mm -hmm. around age 26 27 which is wild. That's when, for most men, their brain is... Starting to learn how to function. Yeah. But that's so wild because we have relationships from birth. So for you to not consider, like, for that not to be something that's considered until mm -hmm. that age is crazy. That's That means you've had pretty much a lifelong journey of not really tapping into your emotions pretty yeah. much yeah but i feel like that's normal yeah, yeah. for a lot of men and not mm -hmm. even just men i think like women as well yeah like, they like to a lot of people like to say women are emotional creatures are constantly emotional emotional yes aware of how their emotions affect not only themselves but also others not so much yeah yeah and i think it's important too to understand like how to navigate relationships with other people, like being emotionally aware of yourself, but also being able to be vulnerable with others is a big part of being emotionally available. And if you can't be 
emotionally vulnerable to others, then what kind of relationship can you really have? You know what I mean? Like, Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. But let's take a step back. What would your definition of emotionally available be? As well as when did you, like, around what age, what time period in your life did you find yourself becoming more, like, cognizant of emotional um, availability? Not only just yours, but yeah. also others. So I think emotional, being emotionally available to someone or just to others is just being able to express yourself and being able to, whatever emotions you're experiencing, being able to process them and being able to be close with others emotionally. Um, so that means being vulnerable, having moments of intimacy, whether that's in your friendships or in like romantic relationships. Um, I think for me, like, especially from a Haitian background, <laughs> I understood what emotional availability <laughs> or unavailability was <coughs> because, you know, like our parents aren't as emotionally unavailable. And I think a big part of my life, I used to be like, why are my parents not like how American parents are? Why don't they express themselves to me? Like, they don't speak my love languages or that at all. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like a big part of that in like my journey through my adulthood and like healing my inner, inner child was me learning about what an emotionally unavailable parent might look like and what that might look like in my own self, you know, like my own behavior. So I would say like 20, <laughs> 23, 24. <laughs> That's when I started to be more aware and like, okay, like I have to make sure I'm being more emotionally available yeah. to. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I agree with like, both of your definitions and definitely think emotional availability is being able to not only take into consideration your own emotions and feelings, but also looking at the people around you and considering what headspace or where they are currently um, and whether or not they're in a space that they can take on what you're dishing out or vice versa. You're in a space where you can take on what they're dishing out. Um, and I definitely would say <laughs> age wise, if I'm being completely honest, probably last year. Like if I'm being That's honest, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, um, and I know some people probably like Vanessa, you're a therapist. Yes, I am aware of what it is, but mm -hmm. me actually consciously saying I'm making an effort to be open to certain things and to make sure that I'm aware and um, what's the word? Not only aware, but also taking the steps and strides to make sure that I'm not damaging or causing damage to somebody else in a relationship, um, whether or not that's friendships or romantically, I would definitely say last year. Because mm -hmm. before that, I was just like, well, y'all be right. I had to deal with this. I had to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. And I think that's part of some of the things that trickle down when you are in a household with an emotionally unavailable parent. Because mm -hmm. you start to learn certain ways. Yeah. You're like, well, you didn't care about what I had to say, so I'm not going to care about what the next person has to yeah. say or how the next person feels about something. Yeah. So, it's yeah. like you have to, like, pretty much find, like, defensive be like behaviors pretty much to protect yourself. And Literally. <sighs> Better play mode. <laughs> You're safe now. <laughs> We're safe now. 
Yeah, I know. No, for no. real, though. Yeah. No. How, so how do you think emotional availability affects friendships? Um, I think, I think it affects your friendships because if you're not able to be there emotionally for your friends as they kind of go through life, like you can't really offer that support sometimes, but some people, some people like have different needs. And I feel like it also depends on like what your emotional needs are from your friends. Like some people are okay with just having friends who are not super emotional and they don't talk about feelings and things like that. But are those actually your friends? I feel like that, that, I feel like you can't call, like we can be acquaintances, we can be cool, we can be cordial, we can be colleagues, Mm -hmm. but I feel like an actual friend, we're able to get to a level where we are emotionally open or even just vulnerable. Yeah, I do see, I will say I do see people like who have more of like surface level and for them, that's okay. But I think those are people who are are emotionally unavailable. That's why they like those type of, yeah. yeah. But for me, I prefer like my friends to be able to support me through whatever I'm going through. And like, I don't have, I can be that vulnerable with them or, you know, yeah. Have them present. I think that's important to progress friendship. So, yeah, no, I definitely yeah. think that um, sense of vulnerableness as well as just being open is necessary for friendship to be able to progress. Yeah, and being understanding. You know, yeah, no, I feel like friendships where one or the other is not emotionally available, you find that one person is always having like some type of issue like mm-hmm. it's always great now she's this or now she's that or okay now i gotta sit here and listen to you complain about this nonsense that yeah. i really don't care about yeah, <laughs> yeah. what about relationship wise um yeah i gotta be with someone who's emotionally <laughs> available what does that look like i want someone and i have to be with someone who is understanding and in tune like like I I I feel like I'm at this point where I don't want to have to explain to someone like emotions and why things matter why you need to express yourself like I feel like, like basic emotional yeah, intelligence yeah pretty much I can't do the no basic like no emotional <laughs> intelligence I just can't because I just don't have the patience for it and I just feel like at this point like we all have had our own life experiences. We all have our own triggers, our own traumas, things that we all have healed ourselves from. So, like, I can't, you can't blame your childhood for why you're a shitty person or not meeting someone's needs emotionally. Or I just really, now we're at a point where you need to take accountability about it and, like, become self-aware so yeah yeah I just I can't <laughs> I can't do it I really can't I really can't you have PTSD I mean, flashbacks no yeah I am <laughs> <laughs> no I definitely agree I think I don't think I can really speak much to um what I would personally need as far as a relationship well I can speak to what I would 
let's see, what I perceive I would need, but I think you only really know within an actual relationship yeah. because different relationships function so differently. Yeah. Um, and people are people. so different, yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, some one point in your life you may be dating a guy where you don't necessarily need him to say certain things and it's mm-hmm. shown, whereas there's further down the line somebody that you're dating, you need them, even though it's shown, you still need that verbal. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like that's different, but I think overall, like emotional availability is a very, very important part of your mental health because that is what like, you're fucked if you don't have any type of emotional (laughs) awareness, intelligence. And if you can't be emotionally available for yourself, then it's very hard for you to progress in your healing journey, yeah. which is something that I see a lot with like kids that have gone through trauma yeah. or even adults that are just. Or being present for yourself. Yeah. yeah, just being present in general, I feel. Okay, Ness, so when you finally made that realization that you weren't being emotionally available, what did you do? Like, what was your process to work through that or. How did you approach that realization? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Let me stop. Um, no. <laughs> I, no, I think for me, it was more so just like listening to, so I have a friend, like, and that was a friend that like made me become aware. They were like, yo, like you literally just don't, you don't be doing shit. I was like, damn. So I, pretty much like having a conversation that was a genuine conversation rather than me listening to respond, but actually listening to understand where they were coming from and what the mm-hmm. point of view was, um, was a start. Yeah. Um, as well as just kind of using a lot of the stuff that I tell my kids or like my clients mm-hmm. and applying it to myself mm-hmm. with some of the ways. But yeah, and just being, I think for me, a major part or major key in it was actually listening because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say I don't listen, but, like, depending on who it is or the conversation, like, I'll listen to, like, just be like, yeah, I heard you. I heard you, but I'm ready. For the sake of the conversation. Yeah, but I'm ready to already respond, whereas I was like, I need to do more intentional listening and more active listening. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, what about you? Yeah, I feel like my therapist told me about myself, and that's when I had that realization. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) And I think from there, I just kind of started realizing, like, I guess, like, I had to kind of go through, like, a processing where I was like, oh, okay, I'm not as emotionally present in my relationships and my friendships and relationships are not as I perceive them to be. Yeah. So processing that and then kind of readjusting, okay, like, what does being available look like now in my friendships, like, Okay, I guess it's okay for me to be vulnerable. Because I think for a long time, like, I've noticed, like, I've had a wall. And I feel like I've kind of been to myself and not as open. And I feel like I went through a phase where I wasn't being as available because, like, I was avoiding, like, having conflict or avoiding, like, having difficult conversations. So I feel like now I'm, like... Okay, I have to come out of that and be more present and not as guarded and be okay with that. Yeah, I feel like perspective, definitely when you get a different perspective on your relationships with certain people will like 
listening to that person to actually listen and understand them and coming from a place of understanding mm-hmm. will completely have you be like, dang, like I thought yeah. we were, I thought things were good. I thought yeah. we were chilling. When in reality they're like, well, you're not doing this or you're not doing that. And not even in a way to like come for you, but just in a way of, yeah, like these are things that I'm just like, that's just how you are. Mm-hmm. When in reality it should be, hey, you're not doing these things and these are things I need for our Friendship, friendship, our relationship yeah. to be able to move forward and progress. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've had situations where I've had to like be like, okay, well, I need a little bit more from you. And sometimes it was taken really well and sometimes it was taken really badly. So I feel like that had an effect on our relationship. Yeah. I definitely think that it, it depends on not only your emotional availability, but the person mm-hmm. as far as how they take that feedback or, mm-hmm. or how receptive or non-receptive they are to you telling them, hey, I need this or I need that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Well, yeah, I think definitely um, just looking at from relationships and not even just um I can't speak romantic relationships, but platonic relationships, Mm -hmm. looking at that piece of perspective will definitely give you a gauge on where you are in terms of being emotionally available Mm -hmm. as well as vulnerable Mm -hmm. with your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And I feel like, I don't know, I have more experience with like my actual friendships when it comes to relationships and yeah. sometimes I feel like we expect more from our girlfriends and our partners. Very true. Yeah. So also like the contrast between that, but yeah, I think that ties in really well to May being, um, mental health awareness. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. I think it ties well. I feel like this month we got to talk about a lot of different, like, aspects yeah aspects like now we talk about what it's like to be emotionally available and how that like can affect our own mental health and well-being we talked about kind of like um imposter syndrome and just being there and present for yourself this month and yeah definitely and y'all know self-care is something that we talk about through any and every episode (laughs) Um, just because of its importance not only for yourself but also for the people and relationships that you're showing up in and for Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean go ahead and comment down below we're gonna probably do a post on our instagram page so let us know when you like around what age you started to become like, dang, I'm not emotionally available. Right. And like try to make that shift. Right. I'm interested to know because for me it was big old 20, how old am I? 26. Dang, 26. Right now. <laughs> for yeah, now. My birthday, my birthday in two weeks. Yeah, guys, go ahead and show Nat some love. It's Gemini season and um, they say I'm a Sagittarius, but. I don't know what Geminis are. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.